Welcome to episode six of The Route, a glorified sports business coffee chat that has a new guest every episode as they share their experiences and route in sports. I'm Chris Fernesmento and uh, let's get started. On today's agenda, we have an interview with a, a pretty interesting guest in the sense that they have a similar background to most of us listeners in the sense that they're, they're from Canada, they went to school in Canada, and they kind of did the huge leap and went over to the States and kind of made an impact there and then climbed up through the ranks within within the sports industry. And what makes this interview so special, at least in my eyes, is that it kind of really exposes a route of this magnitude and kind of emphasizes what the possibilities are. And it's not necessarily, oh, you can only go work for a junior team in Canada or you can only make an impact in cities that are within your country that have that have a large market team. So I find today's guest really exposes the fact that you can do endless possibilities. And, you know, you can be from, I don't know, Red Deer, Alberta, and make an impact all the way in Florida and then climb up through the ranks and maybe even return to Canada or even go elsewhere as well. So I find today's guest kind of emphasizes a great amount of tips and tricks in the sense of what she did at the start and how she battled through the adversity, whether it was rejections or constantly just make the most of the opportunities that she, she was given in the sense of, you know, working somewhere that she didn't necessarily think that she'd be there for the long term, but, you know, she made the most of it, made lots of connections, got exposed to the industry, and, you know, made a lot of connections that allowed her to, to grow within the industry as well. With that, there's certain aspects to look out for within the interview in the sense of, you know, picking up on things she said in the sense of raising your hand when you're at meetings, when you, when you first get your opportunity, and don't be afraid to ask questions because what you don't really think of when you come out of school or even when you're starting your career let's say someone like myself who wants to get into marketing if you go okay i want to work in marketing you start an entry-level position and then you just blaze through when in reality you don't really have a full understanding coming out of school of is that really for you in the sense of maybe you'll like corporate partnerships business development etc so you'll get exposed to all these different opportunities and it's up to you to really understand which path is best for you and one of the great ways she said to figure that out was through raising your hand, jumping on different opportunities, and really trying to learn what you're good at and what you like so you can have the most successful career going forward. One of the last things that I'll really touch on before we get into the interview is that this guest really shows the different avenues you can go with this career in sports because someone like myself, when you're, when you're younger, you're always thinking of, oh, you know what, I want to work for this big league team in the, in the major four, which is a great ambition to have, but there's so many more positions outside of teams and organizations, whether it's companies that are involved with advertising athletes or working hand-in-hand with the different leagues, someone like today's guest can really emphasize what you can do, whether you're working with a league and by working with the league, what kind of projects you'll work on, whether it's different um, ad campaigns with Molson that she'll touch on later, which is really interesting. And it's it's something to look into, whether you're stuck on, you know what, I'm, I just want to look into... Um, made the major four leagues but maybe look into hmm, elite working at the league office would be cool as well one thing i'll say before we get into the interview is that this is one of the first few um podcast recordings i did while quarantine was on with um recording remotely so we were still kind of figuring out what the timing was and how we wanted to do things so this episode may be a bit short shorter but going forward the episodes will be more consistent and hopefully uh, a little longer than the one we have today but 
either even without that and the extra time like there is still a bunch of great content that was covered and something that's interesting as well and i kind of mentioned this earlier just how today's guest is you know a, a canadian that went to wilford uh laurier and then went down to florida and worked with um some companies there and then made their way back to canada by working for, for a league and hopefully this be- can become a, a theme in the sense of maybe depending who i can partner with maybe hint hint who, who knows we'll see that we can kind of show more ways of getting young people to these major markets whether they're coming from canada commonwealth europe etc wherever to help them learn about new avenues to to aid them on, on this journey to to the major markets and i think with that that kind of brings us basically right into the interview and i guess the last thing i'll really say is if you want to get in contact with me or trying to recommend a potential guest that you could bring in the future or someone you want to learn more about or different career paths you can hit me up at nascimento marketing n-a-s-c-i-m-e-n-t-o-m-k-t-g on twitter or instagram and uh I'll be sure to get back to you and hopefully we can help you out with that. So uh, let's get into the interview. I'd now like to welcome former Wilford Laurier Golden Hawk and current Senior Director of Integrated Marketing at the NHL, whose account portfolio consists of the likes of Molson Coors, Bridgestone, Visa, and Kellogg's, amongst others. Nicole Lee, thank you for joining us on the Route Podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you, Christopher, for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for joining us in this crazy time. Um, just to begin, I kind of just want to get a little background about you and kind of tell our listeners about what you do and who you are. So do you mind just telling us things like what you studied, what got you your start, and why you chose sports? Sure. Um, well, as you mentioned, I'm a proud Golden Hawk. I did my undergraduate degree in kinesiology with the Business Ministry of Option at Laurier. Um, when I was selecting my classes, I didn't even really realize that this industry exists. Sports marketing wasn't really a known thing and very popular at the time. So I took the business just to keep my doors open. When I graduated, I really still wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Uh, One of my close friends and classmates went down to do his master's at Ohio University where they've got an MBA and a master's of sports administrative program. So I went down and uh, I was in Athens, Ohio for two years. Um, didn't love the actual MBA and business classes, but I had to do it because it was part of the overall program. Um, as part of my experience there, I was fortunate enough to get a lot of exposure and opportunities with various internships, uh, some very short-lived where it was working for NBC at Ohio State football games for a weekend, others that were longer where they would last four months, um, working at event marketing agencies and traveling across the U.S., Um, after graduating from Ohio, I still couldn't find a job. It was really, it was very difficult. So I accepted another internship position with Disney and I was there for six months working in their Alliance development department, uh, which essentially is sales, developing decks, doing research, um, helping out with their sports properties like the marathon, the Funai classic, but also with the overall park operations as a whole. Um, Being Canadian in the U.S., I was very motivated to get a full-time job so that I could get a visa. And fortunately, there was an opportunity that came up with Anheuser-Busch in Williamsburg, Virginia. And at the time, I didn't even, I'd never even heard of Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, It was with their Michelob Ultra brand, and it was a 
sales and marketing manager for the Michelob Ultra Open, which is their LPGA tournament that they owned at the time. And I packed up my stuff, drove from Florida over to Virginia, learned all about the beautiful community of Williamsburg, Virginia. And uh, half the year I would spend doing sales and the other half was marketing and servicing the sponsors for the tournament. So I was there for three years. My visa was expiring. Uh, at this point, I'd been in the U.S. for six years and I was ready to come back to Canada, closer to family and friends and expand on the career. And there was an opportunity that opened up with the NHL and it was for an account executive position. It was a more junior role. It was uh, less pay, but I had to jump on the opportunity when it came up. So I was fortunate to get the position. I moved back to Toronto and I've been with the league in the integrated marketing, partnership marketing roles um, for the last 11 plus years. Wow. Yeah, that, that sounds like a great little, a great career. Start. Not little, it's a huge career. So you're kind of jumping from Toronto to Ohio to Florida to Virginia. It sounds like you kind of went all over the place and it's been crazy where you ended up. So I kind of just want to touch on Pardon? Uh, you cut out I'm there. Very different markets. Oh, of course. So I kind of just want to touch on that because I myself, I lived in Boston for one year because uh, we moved there for my dad's work. And it's great and there's a bunch of offer opportunities, but I just kind of want to touch on what it's like being a Canadian and maybe going to school or even working at an entry-level position or internships in the States and how different and what kind of opportunities you were shown. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It uh, it definitely heightened my Canadian pride. And I was a proud Canadian down there, going to school, educating my American classmates and friends who really didn't know much about what we do up here and our traditions and our holidays and the different dates and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it was fun. I got to educate them, teach them a little bit about our Canadian culture, um, you know, bring them maple syrup when I would come back uh to school from being at home, and uh, it was a it was a lot of fun. It was an it was certainly an adjustment, um, you know, living so far away from home and family and friends. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It was uh, there was some times where it was challenging too because you're faced with additional hurdles that your American friends and colleagues and classmates didn't have, such as the stress of a visa for just for example. Yeah, no, of course, that that's understandable. Um, I kind of just want to speak on your first few opportunities, whether it's with Anheuser-Busch or even getting your opportunity with the NHL. I know speaking to many people at entry-level positions and to students as well, one of the main pressures that a lot of people get coming out of school or getting out of an entry-level position, they're always trying to find this opportunity in kind of their first real full-time position in an industry they desire. And I kind of want to touch on how you found these opportunities and what you did for these opportunities to become available to you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very good question. And the first first thing I'd like to say is that it doesn't come easy. And a lots of times it's easy to look at these role models and these very successful people in the sports marketing industry. And you see what they're doing now and you hear their story, but Sometimes they don't always mention or you don't always know the backstory and all of the rejection letters that they got. I received a lot of rejection letters and it was very discouraging and very difficult to find that first couple jobs. 
Um, I think what helped me with the Anheuser-Busch role is that it was located in Williamsburg, Virginia, and there wasn't a lot of people that wanted to move their life there. Um, I had to be very open, uh, couldn't be picky, and take the opportunities regardless of the title, the pay, the location, um, when they came up. So Williamsburg, it's a beautiful community, but it's a seniors, it's a retirement community and it's a college town. So I was not in either of those demographics and you just do it, you adjust. And it was an incredible career opportunity. So I took it. And then when you look at the NHL, uh, like I said, it was more more of a junior role and it was less money than what I was making in Williamsburg, especially being in Canadian currency. But the opportunity was there and you, you just got to jump on it because it's so difficult. And so many times you get those rejection letters. Yeah, of course. And um, kind of sp- uh, touched on all the d- uh, different rejection letters you received and kind of always just trying to make the most of the opportunities you are provided with, even if it's a lower pay grade, whether it's in a location you don't necessarily have on your top whatever list, top three, top four. But when you finally went to the NHL, do you mind maybe just touching on that whole experience or path that you took once you started there? Because looking at your experiences with the NHL, it seems like you've been there for over 11 years. And I guess you've been exposed to a lot of different things. I kind of just want to touch on how you started and how you ended up to where you are now with NHL. Yeah, it's it's a really good question. And going back to my comment earlier about not knowing what I wanted to do, it's really difficult to find out what you like the most until you try everything. So a lot of my internships when I was in Ohio were, were focused on event operations and executions. Once I did those, I realized, you know what, I don't love that, but I like the sponsorship side of events. So I moved over to Disney where I was focused on the sales and then over to Anheuser-Busch where I was doing sales and marketing. And while I was with the Michelob Ultra Open, that's where I realized that I like the servicing and the relationship part of sponsorship and partnership more than the sales. So that's what got me towards partnership marketing with the NHL. And I've been fortunate because it's been such a a wonderful place to work um, that my role has expanded and I'm now working on a large portfolio of different um, accounts, partner accounts with a fantastic team. And it's been a great experience. I don't know if that answers your question. Uh, Yeah, it kind of does. And you kind of touched on what kind of introduced you that and what different aspects you liked about it. But do you mind maybe just sharing your different experience? Because just looking at your, let's say your resume now, it says that you started as an account executive and then you made your way to manager, senior manager. Maybe just mind touching on that path and what you did to continuously grow and go to the next position and further yourself. During my time in the NHL, what helped me grow throughout the organization was always putting my hand up and volunteering and requesting more responsibilities. When we signed on new partners, I would ask to work on them. When there was new internal projects, I would ask to be assigned to them. And it really helped create these opportunities within the organization that allowed me to learn and grow and um, propel my career and get those advances and those promotions with the different titles. Um, relationships was a big part of it. Learning was a big part of it. Um, never missing the opportunity to learn and working with the various departments throughout the organization uh, really helped. 
Yeah, um, you kind of touched on learning and how it is a big uh, part about growing internally and just in your career as well. You mind maybe just speaking about what kind of things did you learn and maybe what things challenged you while working there and growing? Yeah, so there's a couple of different angles here. First of all was institutional knowledge and learning how the league operates learning um, the most efficient process, learning how to manage different relationships internally at the NHL, managing communication styles. And a lot of that really is done by trial and error. And you, you try it one time, it doesn't work. So then you take another approach and then it works. And that just really helps you succeed each time you're trying it. And then secondly, it's learning the industry and learning your partner's business, learning what are their um, KPIs, their goals and objectives, how are they trying to leverage their marketing rights with the NHL to move the needle and change their business. Uh, once you get a better understanding of the partner business and even the broader overall industry, uh, it helps you continue to learn and gives you the tools that you need to advance within the organization. Yeah, that's all great stuff. And I'm trying to just take notes of all these things because it's something I want to apply to my career as well because you've been there and you've done that. And just kind of speaking about what you currently do, do you mind maybe just going to detail about your current position and what the day-to-day -day like is of a senior director of integrated marketing? Yes, I love it. If, I would love it if it was that simple. Um, but <laughs> what I love about the job is there is no day-to-day. It's always very different. I'm lucky to work with a fantastic team and we collectively are responsible for um, these partner portfolios. Uh, right now, currently, as of today, it's Molson, it's Bridgestone, it's Esso, Air Canada, it's Kellogg's, Nestle, SiriusXM, all very different and all have very different unique challenges and different contractual assets. We have some partners like a Bridgestone who are very, very much invested in our dual events the Bridgestone NHL Winter Classic, um, the Bridgestone Fastest Skater during All-Star Weekend, NHL Awards presented by Bridgestone. So that side of the portfolio is working closely on the event execution and with our events team and using their marketing rights to move the needle. Um, if you look at another partner who might more get more of just using the marketing rights, such as uh, a Molson or a Kellogg's and the power of the shield and what they, the way they use it at retail with promotions and packaging, um, their business is very different than a tire business. So uh, it's it's exciting because it's so different. Yeah, that sounds so exciting, especially with all the big name events that you're always working on and the different companies and all the different projects that you get to be involved with. Do you mind maybe just sharing maybe what your craziest or coolest memory or story has been since working with NHL and being on all these different projects? Yeah, I would say that my favorite project and most memorable project would have been um, with Molson and during their Anything for Hockey campaign uh, back in, I want to say, 2014, 2015, when they built the rink in the middle of the mountains. And we did the shoot and they went out to consumers asking everybody, tell us what you would do for hockey. And they selected the top fans with the most wild stories and they flew them all to um, out west where we were in the middle of the mountains. We had to take a helicopter to get up to the rink 
to do the shoot and we surprised all of the winners with the Stanley Cup. And my role specifically on that project was to work with the engineers to custom build a case that would hold the Stanley Cup that would hang from the helicopter that would helicopter in uh, and surprise these fans. So you talk about high pressure tasks. Uh, I don't have an engineer background. I didn't know what I was doing. I was simply sharing dimensions of the cup and photos of the cup and being the go-between, but it was incredible memories. It was the most exciting project I ever worked on and uh, one I'll never forget. Wow, that's that's amazing. I had no idea that you worked on, a, on that project because I still remember that that campaign vividly i remember seeing that rink and just thinking wow that'd be so crazy if i could just skate on the ice in the middle of the mountains and then just seeing all those people how happy they were and seeing the cup wow that's so cool that you got to work on that um it was a lot of fun and then the following year um we did the rooftop rink uh downtown toronto so it was incredibly different um it was still a lot of fun but just very different both very successful programs uh we'd love to see Molson bring them back again of course yeah so it seems like you're always involved with all these different cool and innovative projects that the NHL and your partners are always working on um do you maybe mind touching on what's something that people on the outside looking into your position maybe might not know about things you do whether it's different campaigns like this or else yeah I guess somebody who's on the outside looking in you always see the finished product and you see the campaign on tv or the packaging in store and it always looks fantastic but what you don't see are um I don't want to call them failures but let's call them bumps along the road to get to that final product and the lead time and the length of time and the back and forth and the approvals and the nitty-gritty um, pieces that help you get to that final project product and uh, from our position at the league, it's difficult for us because our role is always to stretch the limits and try to get the most out of our partners and try to get them to do more, to use their rights and create cool hockey, hockey programs. That doesn't always happen. So you don't see all of the pitching and all of the different ideas that our team puts out there to the partners. And lots of times it doesn't stick and it can be discouraging, but... Um, when you do get those really big, successful campaigns that you can point to and be quite proud of, it makes it all worth it. Yeah, of course. And I think that's something really that even for myself, just thinking about it, I think about that campaign that you're touching on Molson. I was like, wow, how incredible to just skate on a rink like that or even on the top of a rooftop in Toronto. But then you don't really think about the nitty gritty behind that and all the work that goes with it. So just kind of to wrap things up, do you mind just sharing some personal tips, tricks, or advice for someone either like myself who wants to further their career in sports marketing or someone else who's just trying to enter the sports industry? What would you say to them? Yeah, I would say um, don't give up. Keep your head to the ground. It's very difficult and there's a lot of competition. And uh, like myself, you'll, you'll likely get more rejection letters before you get that really good news. Um, but keep going and you got to be patient and it's a lot of hard work and this industry specifically it's long hours and it's not always the biggest paying job relatively speaking um but it is the most rewarding in my opinion because you get to work on a subject that you're passionate about and you get to have a lot of fun the other thing i would i would recommend what you're doing already is reaching out networking learning from other people and 
don't underestimate the value of a handwritten thank you note. These days, um, you know, cards are not quite as popular as they are. So when you're trying to figure out what you can do to stand out amongst the competition, it's just something to consider. Yeah, that's all great advice. And I plan on applying everything that you just mentioned to the processes that I already have. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us and sharing all your wisdom. And if there's anything else you'd like to mention, please do. If not, thank you for joining us. And I hope to have you on again soon. Thanks, Christopher. No, um, just stay safe and healthy during these uncertain times. Of course, you as well. Thank you. So that wraps up the interview with Nicole Lee. Just want to thank her again for taking the time to come on. You know, it was great to hear what it's like working with the league office and working on all these interesting campaigns. And, you know, especially at the end, the things she touched on, on, uh, you know, keep going and being patient. I think that's something that's so important to, to keep in mind. So I think that's great. Hopefully everyone can take something away from that. And I won't say too much after that as I, I like to keep it short and sweet after the after the interviews. So what you can do going forward, stay tuned for the episodes. It looks like we're going to be doing Tuesdays and Thursdays throughout this quarantine just to keep you guys entertained and, you know, get these episodes out that I've been recording. Um, once again, follow me at Nascimento Marketing, N-A-S-C-I-M-E-N-T-O-M-K-T-G on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm also going to be posting these on LinkedIn so people can follow, share, like, etc. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Stay tuned for Thursday's episode. All the best. Mm-hmm.